I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Right now, we're pleased to be joined by Doug Swin Heart Tech Talk underway. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program. Easy way to do it, call or text 651-989-9226-651-989-9226. And Doug, people have been using their computers a lot. I'm sure you've been very busy. Oh, it's absolutely unbelievable. I should also mention, Steve, that several of our my customers have mentioned they really like these baseball games that they're replaying on Saturday afternoons as, as long as we don't have the Twins playing. I, I'm, I'm finding people are pleased with this. Yeah, especially a throwback to the 65 All-Star game at Met Stadium. A week ago, we heard game one of the 65 World Series of the Twins and the Dodgers. That was a real treat. Uh, Doug, let, let's talk computers. Uh, sure. we, we've heard so much about... Uh, coronavirus-related scams, people should beware. We have been talking about computer-related scams for years on the program. Uh, Right now, people are around the house, and I'm sure uh, the scammers are working overtime right now. Oh, it's just unbelievable. The, The amount of calls that I get and some of the weird things that these people are trying to come up with. Uh, We, Your doctor's calling you. Your health plan's calling you, and they're really pushing to just get access to people's accounts again. So I think that we're ahead of this game. That when they start going back to asking for Social Security numbers and credit cards, they're they're groping, and that's that's a good sign, actually. So I'm I'm pleased with that, but I don't want to see anybody get hurt by this. And my experience is good, honest, hardworking people have a tendency of trusting other folks. So it's uh, it's generally the good people that, that end up t- getting being taken. But hopefully we're getting the word out. Yeah, and the, the typical sta- scam when it comes to your computer is that uh, someone will call, claim to be from HP or Apple or whatever, and uh, say that your computer is corrupted. So once again, those companies are not going to call you directly. Um by by all means, hang up the phone. Don't fool around with that. Well, and I always suggest to people that get their phone number and their address, and anytime somebody is encouraging you to go down to Walmart or Target or some bank and buy credit cards, that prepaid credit cards, and mail them to, over the mail, that that's a sure sign. 
And I'm pleased to say, Steve, that the credit card companies and the banks are doing a great job by saying, oh, no, we're, this just doesn't go right. And no matter what excuse they give you, if they were legitimate, I don't think they'd be having problems with credit cards or a normal banking transition. So that's that, too, is big. They want you to get a pile of $90 credit cards prepaid and sent to some address unknown. I you got to just bring it to a stop right away. Our number is 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can call or text. We always get a lot of calls and a lot of texts on the program, but we want to remind you to get in early because we always run out of time at the end of the hour. So 651-989-9226. From our text line, and this relates to the old Windows 7. What do I do? Uh, the text line says, TurboTax will not support Windows 7. Do I have to update to Windows 10? What are my options? My understanding is TurboTax also has a web-based solution. It's been in the works. I think it's ready. I haven't looked at it. Uh, but if that comes out, it does. It won't matter what you have for an operating system because everything will be be completed over the internet via a browser. Uh, I that doesn't surprise me. Some of the changes that are made with the next build of Windows, th- that's gonna it's gonna be a game changer for an awful lot of developers. I, I know that Intuit is keeping up mostly. They're probably doing one of the better jobs in the country, but it's. When they make these drastic changes and start rerouting drivers and ports, and it's um, it gets real difficult for these guys to maintain that 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 same connection. And if they got a good, powerful computer, we can always put on Linux, possibly as a dual boot, and install Windows inside of Linux and run it that way. You will run a little slower because you're layering operating systems. But that also is an alternative. A lot of people have really powerful machines and barely scratching the surface of their capabilities. So there's a lot of ways around this thing. But it's uh, it's being it's very interesting with the next change. The 1909 is um, it's been challenging. Phone number is six five one nine eight nine nine two two six six five one nine eight nine. 9226 Tech Talk a little bit earlier because we have that 1965 All-Star game from Met Stadium coming up at noon today here on CCO. We invite your calls uh, sooner than later. Uh, you've got a much better chance to actually getting on the air if you give us a call or send us a text right now here on the program. And uh, speaking of that, uh, let's go to the phone lines. Walter and Osceola, you're on the air. Hello. Yeah, hi, Doug. Say, uh, I, I, Walter from Osceola. Yeah, yeah, I recognize your voice, Walt. I uh, I noticed you called. I just haven't had a chance to get back to you. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing okay, but I'm having trouble with this printer. I oh, again? I can't get it to, to, to connect wirelessly. Oh, I'll, uh, I'll give you a call after the show, Walter, and we'll take care of that for you. Thank you very much, Doug. You're welcome. All right, wireless printers, although it can be problematic. We have talked about printers, and uh, sometimes, Doug, let's let's spend a little time on the printer question. 
sometimes it's better to completely uninstall and start over and reinstall. Do, do you agree? Oh, absolutely. And, and in fact, uh, I know what Walt is uh, struggling with. He, um, he changed his telephone, and when he changed his telephone, it threw off his IP addresses. And we've locked it in a couple of times. We'll, we'll get him squared away. Won't take long. But, yeah, uh, but yeah, in, in, in general, in when you're printers. struggling with a printer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the confusion in printers. And, well, yesterday I was setting up a, a, an HP LaserJet, uh, kind of an older machine. Granted, no scanner, uh, pure black and white. It was an office machine. I think the printer had to be 12 to 15 years old, maybe more, and Windows would not accept it. I finally ended up having to use the normal driver installation from HP for Vista and just marked it as installed in a compatibility mode, and in it went. But I had to actually remove all the printers before I could make that attempt. And it was, uh, that was a little bit challenging, too, but we definitely got it. Uh, I don't think that they're missing any type of uh, functionality, So, but it's, it can get strange. It certainly can. Our phone number is 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can call or text any of our programs here on CCO. And a friendly reminder, if you have a smart speaker at home, tell it to play. News Talk 830-WCCO. It works. It's, it's really great and uh, an easy way to enjoy News Talk, 830-WCCO. Quick break. More Tech Talk coming up in a moment. Tech Talk underway on a Saturday, a little bit earlier. Our phone number, of course, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. Tech Talk with Doug. And let's go to the text line. We have a ton of those today. The text line's been very busy all morning long. Um... Doug, I keep getting messages on Facebook that someone got a friend request from me. I don't open them. How do I get rid of that? How do I check to see if my account is clean? I know over the years we've had a number of calls about Facebook, and sometimes uh, you can get stuff you're not so sure about. Yeah, almost every time I run into this particular issue, the user has more than one account so they try in the account that they're using today but these facebook accounts they're they don't go away they're they're going to be there that i saw one lady had like eight of them and couldn't figure out where that friend request was coming from or where it was going and they shoot these things out via computer bots and it's to generate more people to become involved in facebook so some of it you can control. Once you get the right account, they won't have any problem at all stopping that activity. But i got to believe they have multiple accounts. All right. You brought up a browser. Okay, very good. Um, you brought up a browser that said you liked it because it blocked pop-ups. And I know all browsers have feature that will block pop-ups, but is there one better than another? Well, these people who are tracking and gathering our data in the background, if we have a normal browser, and they're all normal browsers, I didn't mean to say that, but most browsers, we have to add an extension to 
stop the tracking or to continuously send the do not tracks. And when we do that, these computer bots can pick up that we have an extension added and they slow down our internet. Now, the Brave browser built on a Chrome engine has these features built into the core. So the websites, no matter how brand new they are, they can't pick up that activity and we don't get punished. And that plus, um, I'm not real big on extensions because they will clutter up and slow down your browser. That said, there's a new one called Privacy Possum. And it's P-O-S-S-U-M. In Google Chrome, you just go to the Chrome store, type in privacy, space, possum, and up it comes. This is a unique approach to putting a stop to this. Because of this activity of slowing people's Internet down, this particular individual says, okay, let's just give them data. But it's not your data. At the end of the day, when they go to ship this out automatically, I might add, they are sending their customers, the people who are going to pay them for gathering our information, garbly goop. And they got to go back and sort it by hand. I like that because if we can stop the money flow or make it so it's not profitable, they will be gone. And this week especially, consider the amount of traffic we've had on the Internet. And keep in mind that probably 50 to 60 percent, it's actually anticipated, it's a, it's theory, but people think that it's about 60 percent of our Internet traffic right now is this nonsense in the background, taking our privacy away, using our equipment and our bandwidth. I would have liked to have had that 50, 60 percent back this week, and I could rant on about that for days, so I, I'll turn it back to you, Steve. All right, let's go to the uh, phone lines here on Tech Talk. By the way, call or text 651-989-9226. And if you have sent a text, we'll be going back there shortly. Right now, Bernadette in St. Paul, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Hello. Um, I would like to check with Doug. Uh, I have a Canon printer that I'm trying to get connected to my uh, computer, but it does not work no matter what, and we had several people look at it, and nobody could figure it out. So I would like some Yeah, I, um, I, you can give me a call after the show. I'll be here all day. and um, I, I usually like to have a half an hour or so, but give me a call, and I'll connect up and take a look at it. If, if chances are we had some kind of an update and the driver didn't go through, or um, yeah, well, I think we can make it work. Uh, give me a jingle, and we'll see what we can do for you. And thank you for the call. Yeah, and printers, once again, we this came up a little bit earlier in the program. It it, it doesn't make any sense. And, and Doug, I, I know this goes back to um, if you, you see a problem, would you remove all the old drivers, completely remove that printer, and, and reinstall it? it? It seems to me when I run into printer trouble, that that's probably the easiest way. If if, if there is issues, it's just uninstall it and reinstall it. it kind of like a reboot, if you will. Oh, there's no question about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I always encourage people: do not frustrate yourself. If, if something is supposed to happen and you're pushing 10, 15 minutes, then yeah, it's especially a printer. You, you jump online. Get a brand new, fresh, 
install, hopefully, and it'll slide right in. But in order to do it right, you are absolutely correct. you got to do a complete uninstall. I normally start by going into the printer's folder and just right-clicking and removing the printer, then go right to their software and their programs, see if they've got their own uninstall. Most do today. If not, go to the control panel, programs, uninstall it there, reboot before you begin the next install. I think a lot of times people try to uninstall printers and then reinstall and forget to reboot in between. That rebooting process finishes the the cleaning of the initial uninstall. And I I see that as a pretty substantial um, issue with folks too. But yeah, that's the best advice you could give, Steve, just start fresh. And that's true with a lot of things with uh, configurations. Great advice. Let's go to Tim and Fridley. Tim, you're on Tech Talk with Doug. Hello. Hey, Doug. I've got a, uh, a situation where I was trying to access, do initial access off of the Citrix access gateway. And as we were going through this process, it you know, started asking for default for this, that, and uh, when... Uh, what I, what I got to was somehow we clicked on a Adobe as a default for a ICA file. And it basically just kind of stops me at that, at that point. I'm trying to find out what is the correct um, default for an ICA file. Now, this is, a, this is a file extension that he's talking about, and file extensions... There are many, many standard extensions, EXE for executable, COM for COM, but a lot of times we will have extensions that are specific to that software or specific to that particular individual programmer or developer. And you're, you're, you're pushing a Citrix processor. This is an old girl. Um, i, I got to remind you, if you're, if you're moving to a newer operating system, we really can't copy programs. Some that are freestanding, yes, but most Windows programs have to go through an install procedure where they allow their software to tie together with Windows, and so they don't have to install their own printer in each individual program, um, reconfigure every component, and that's the whole purpose of the Windows environment. We have one point of configuration and then everything flows through that, and Windows is the graphical user interface that ties it all together and keeps it all running. But what you got going on is pretty complex. I would suggest that you run several Google searches, and I bet that by the time you do three or four, just reword them a little bit, exactly the platform that you're coming for from and the platform you wish to move to, you're going to find enough information to get through this. This is the one area, slow down and take your time. Don't expect immediate results. But if that data gives you an export-import, you should be able to retrieve it and find a new software that will do almost the same as uh, the old one that was running on your Citrix system. That's um, This is some years ago, Steve, that, that this is going on. That's an interesting project. And thank you for the call. Quick break. We have the weather and more tech talk with Doug Swinhart. By the way, we'll have Doug's phone number and email 
at the end of the program today. If you want to visit with Doug about your computer, a hardware, a software problem, whatever, feel free to call 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. And we will be going to the text line when we come back and, of course, take more of your calls here on News Talk, 830-WCCO. Thanks so much for joining us on Tech Talk. Steve Thompson along with Doug Swinhart. Our phone number, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. You can call or text the program. And we're going to start with a call. Let's go to Bob in New Brighton. Bob, you're on the air with Doug. Hi, Bob. How are you? I'm just fine, Doug. Thank you. Uh, my problem is with my MacBook Pro uh uh, vintage about 2013. My wife has a similar computer, vintage 2012. Uh, we, our computers are right across the table from one another. And my problem is the speed. Um, I'll, sometimes uh, uh, it'll be right up to speed where it should be. Other times it will be slow. I mean, really slow, like five minutes slow to bring, bring up a website. Um, my wife's uh, is always up to speed. Uh, you know, two things could be possibly happening here. The very first thing I would suggest is that you take a look at your desktop and make sure you are not saving files on your desktop. Second, both of these computers are prime, prime candidates for solid-state drives. And these, both of them, the 2012 and the 2013, these are nice, nice computers. Um, I would also be concerned with the, the, the erratic behavior of yours. The, these, even though they're a Mac, and Macs don't normally get any kind of a virus, the, the vulnerability that was discovered in the Intel chip, the meltdown scepter, and that's not really attacking your operating system. It's going right after the chip. That you might be con- you might be infected with that too. I'm seeing more and more machines come in with that, and with Linux we can flush it and then you're back to normal. I believe Apple also has a fix for that. If you see this, give me a call next week and we'll hook up remotely and do some diagnostics. This is um, borderline too long on the radio, but thank you, for call Bob, and I'll give you a hand next week. This is uh, I like Max. I like on them but you got beautiful equipment uh, don't don't give it up uh, hang on to it we'll get we'll get it repaired Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program today by the way at noon following the news we'll have the 1965 all-star game a replay of a game played at Met Stadium in Bloomington it should be a fun day a little baseball on the radio today. Um, Doug, when you talk about a solid-state drive, and and you've brought it up a lot because of the affordability of these drives and what they do for older computers. Now, I would assume there's a limit to how old the computer can be. Is there an easy way that, that people can uh, find out if their computer would be eligible for a solid-state drive upgrade? Well, nearly all of them will actually take the hardware. If you have an old, old computer and the drive is an IDE interface, they look like just little pins and uh, and the connectors go on those pins. 
then you're kind of out of luck. Although, if you have a desktop, you can get adapters. But if you have a SATA drive, so when you look at your drive and you've got two connections, one for the power, one for the data, it's going to take your solid-state drive. Now, in a perfect world, your computer would be right at that tipping point where the bus speed on the motherboards moves from three gigabits per second to six. And those are the ones that really see the speed. Nonetheless, even on a three gigabit per second motherboard, the overall performance increase with that solid state drive has got to be four to five times the normal speed. And the development in this area is on steroids, I'm happy to say. The new SSD drives, and this requires a newer computer if you are going to boot from that drive, which is the optimum, because then your operating system is on this new FAST. Instead of um, moving at, um, at 550 megabits per second or gigabits per second, they're pushing 3,500 gigabits per second by using the PCI channel. It's going to get good. At that point, one could really do away with RAM and have just solid-state drive at that. And I think that's where we're the next step we're going to make in computers. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's absolutely. Most laptops will require a 2.5-inch, same-size drive they got in there, and they are down to about $30 for 256 gig. And for a half a terabyte, 512, you're somewhere around 60 bucks. It's just a no-brainer. Wow. It's just a no-brainer. Yeah, that, that is cheap. All right, let's go to the text line, Doug. We have a lot of text lined up, and we promised we'd do that. Uh, the phone number is always 651-989-9226. That's good for a call or a text. One other friendly reminder. Uh, today, if you're looking for something to do, Download the Radio.com app on your smartphone. Make WCCO Radio your favorite and take advantage of the Rewind feature. Uh, any of our great programs this morning, uh, you can use that Rewind feature and uh, hear it all over again. If you joined the program late, maybe joined in the middle of a phone call or in the middle of one of Doug's answers, the Rewind feature is really neat and just download that radio.com app make WCCO radio your favorite and play around with the rewind feature it's it's uh, uh, great stuff indeed all right Doug uh, from our text line with everyone now at home has the uptick in internet usage caused bandwidth issues I guess I haven't heard a story about that being a bandwidth problem with everybody at home and streaming all this entertainment. Uh, it seems to me everything's been working fine in my neighborhood. Yeah, well, it, it really has. Uh, <laughs> consequently, mine's been down three times in the last four days. It's, uh, and they're just over-inundated. Most people might not actually see it, but if you're doing real heavy transfers, it, it, you could see some, some of it being affected. I actually am not only pleased, but a little bit surprised. I thought we would see more outages. The, uh, the NOC, the National Operations Center that kind of keeps track of all this, it, they're reporting higher traffic than ever before, records, every day. And everybody's home, and those that are home, a lot of those 
who normally would go to work and work on a on a large uh, bandwidth at work. Well, they're, that bandwidth at work is still humming along, but they're connecting to it from their home computer. And a lot of people, it's a first. I got a ton of calls last two weeks for people who are setting up in a hurry. If you happen to go out to buy a new monitor last several days, you're going to find in the Twin Cities there's not too many people that have them. I, I know Micro Center's still got a pretty good stock, but even Target was running low. Uh, Costco was putting everybody till two weeks from now. That's, um, yeah, if you want to be working at home, hopefully you were set up previous. Same with Jeff. It's just amazing that this is going on. But, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> been a lot of traffic, a lot of traffic. Yeah, and I can imagine. And just the, the streaming of entertainment typically happens after work hours in the evening. Now it's going on all day for sure. And one of the other things, Doug, is that uh, so many schools, all schools are going to be going to some sort of online education, and that's supposed to gear up next week in many parts of the state that, that kids will be learning online. So I would assume that uh, the the uh, stress, if you will, on uh, the Internet will increase dramatically. Uh, from our text line, uh, this is a good one. I have a desktop made by Asus. I love it. It runs great. Um, can I upgrade to Windows 10, or is it something I should hire someone like you to do? I, I know, Doug, you always want the work, but is, is the upgrade to Windows 10 a, a do-it-yourself project? It really is, and I encourage people. I say, listen, you know, these are things that you should be comfortable with. Spend a little time doing a little research. Make absolutely certain that you have full copies of all your important data. I'd say, listen, if you got copies and you're able to do that, let the good times roll. If you're not comfortable doing backups and you're not absolutely assured that you can replace anything important in case you've got to do a complete strip of the hard drive, or even put a new one in for that matter, then, yeah, then you need to do some more research or hire somebody. It's um, updating should not be too serious. And the way Microsoft is set up, even if you have to do a complete fresh, they, they're calling it a fresh install now, to where this process is actually built in in case Windows 10 fails. You can reboot, go do a fresh reinstall, but it's going to wipe out your data. They are relying on the fact that you at least have a handle on making copies and making sure your data is safe. But, yeah, I think people should be able to do this on their own. This is it should be considered normal maintenance, especially with Microsoft wanting to come out with a new operating system every six months. This is going to be an ongoing issue. So, yeah, learn how to do it, and you'll enjoy it. Pretty soon it will just get to be more fun than work. Great text, though. I like that text. Quick break. We have more Tech Talk with Doug coming up in a moment. Tech Talk each and every Saturday morning uh, for now, ahead of the Twins games at noon. More Tech Talk in a moment here on News Talk, 830-WCCO. It is Tech Talk here on a Saturday morning, a little bit earlier than normal because we have the 1965 All-Star Game from Met Stadium coming up at noon. A little baseball on the radio today. Big thanks to Jonathan Lowe 
our studio producer. And as always, big thanks to Doug Swinhart. We'll have Doug's phone number and email coming up momentarily here on News Talk 830-WCCO. And Doug, I know you get a lot of questions about new equipment. There's always new stuff coming out. Um, do you have a preference? One uh, texter wants to know about the Lenovo Legion Y545 laptop. Uh, I'm, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but, but in general, we've talked before, there's a lot of good equipment out there, and the manufacturers generally aren't uh, putting out bad stuff. You, you do get what you pay for in general. I couldn't agree more. Today, it's such a highly competitive business. You're hard. It's difficult to go wrong. I have several preferences. I like the machines that are being created that give the user back 100% control over their firmware. I, uh, the more I look at this company in Colorado, the System 76, their equipment is just gorgeous. And that, of course, uh, plus purism in, in Germany, They've come out with a little computer that's like six inches by six inches by two and a half inches tall, and it's a powerhouse. And that's the uh, same type of equipment. But Lenovo, Lenovo built nice stuff. Asus, beautiful equipment. I actually had, I believe, five or six calls. In fact, I got a call a couple back this afternoon searching for a laptop. And got there. they know what they want. They're quite specific, but want to get the good deal. So we'll run some searches for them. But here again, I would suggest whatever you buy, make sure that you're getting the solid-state drive. If you're looking at a MacBook Pro, I don't think they come any other way other than the high-speed NVMe SSDs. And they're a little bit more spendy. That's going to be something you're going to want to look at is the storage. And people do not need huge amounts of storage. Most people come into my place with a terabyte drive that they've had for 10 years and they're using about 10% of it. And we put in a 256 gig, which is a quarter of a terabyte, move all their data, put two operating systems on, and they still got 100 gigs left over. So it's um, not near as important as people think to have the, the big drives, and they can take that original one terabyte, put it into an external, and now they got that for storage. It makes perfect sense, but take your time. I think where people really have to... Make a trip out, even though we're not supposed to, is to touch that keyboard, to pick the unit up and see if it's the right weight. Does it look good? Do you want a glossy screen or a matte screen? But equipment, you can get anything practically that you're looking for. And there's choices will be between 10 and 15 of your exact desired list. Yeah, good equipment out there today, really good equipment. Yeah, and at an affordable price. and. Doug, we've talked about this a lot. We've only got a couple of minutes left in the show, but uh, it's hard to beat the value of a Chromebook. I've had one now for a number of years. My wife picked one up after it was time to put her old, old MacBook out to pasture. They're they're easy. They're affordable. I've had good luck. I I paid two and a quarter four or five years ago, and it's yeah. still running great. It, it, yeah, it's yeah. It's, um, th- th- there's no denying that um, the Chromebooks have it. And, in fact, very soon we will start to hear about market share with the Chromebooks. Um, I, I don't think that Google's the kind of company that likes to stand up and boast 
I know that their numbers are probably going to be attempted to be closer that rather than just uh, being used for marketing. But the Chrome operating system, it is growing in leaps and bounds in market share. And Google is responding. They are actually now making more, how do I say this, higher tech equipment standard with the Chrome operating system. And the pixels, oh my goodness, what beautiful machines. Open them up, and you're ready to go to work in less than three seconds. It's it just mind-boggling. Plus, you get the storage of the of the Google Cloud. Tough to beat. Tough, tough, tough to beat. And with the schools jumping onto them, yeah, it's going to explode. It really is. Good advice. Um, Doug, we've we've got to run. We got to remind folks to back up their data. Yeah. Uh, folks have had a little more downtime than usual. The weather is not all that great today, tomorrow. So it's a great weekend to uh, back up that data. Uh, have a copy up in the clouds. Have uh, maybe a copy on an external hard drive or a DVD of some sort. But uh, always good to back up your data. Doug, how do people reach you? What's the easiest way to get through? Thank you. 651-552-9543. And, of course, WCCOTech.com. WCCOTECH.com. 651-552-9543. And thank you for having me on, Steve, and stay safe and stay healthy. All right, Doug, always great to visit with you. We'll talk to you next week. Once again, Doug Swinhart. Tech Talk, uh, right now, he's joining us between 11 a.m. and noon. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.